Yes, welcome in, boys and girls, ladies and gents. Hope you are all doing well. This is the Full 10 Yards NFL podcast. And it's just the two of us tonight. It's myself, Sean, in the house chair for a change after Tim's been with us for the last few weeks. And I'm joined by Mr. College, who's becoming very quickly Mr. NFL again. Mr. Wakefield, how are you, Lee? Yeah, not bad at all, mate. Yeah, beginning to creep back into things, aren't they, on this side? Not a lot of college football going on, and, and by the sounds of it, like I was saying last time, I was on, might not even be a college football season to comment on, so I might have to yeah, be welcomed back in by you guys. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. You're always more than welcome, and you know, we'll start on that train of thought, mate. It's not particularly been a great Newsweek NFL. Well, there's not an awful lot of news around, but the stuff that has been hitting the headlines, um, obviously the world's still engrossed in the coronavirus pandemic obviously and different countries at different stages of their you know personal battles with it so to speak um and the nfl has actually sort of hit the headlines this week as dr tony fauci i'm sure we've all become used to seeing um the guy that seems to be the only one in trump's press conferences that speaks any sense um but essentially he's been throwing a little bit of cold water over the fact that there might not be an nfl season unless he has, has, has described it as a bubble, um, similar to what the NBA are doing. So for, if you don't know, the NBA are essentially all camped up in Disney World um, and all the games will be played in Orlando. The teams will basically just be quarantined there and not leave until the season is finished. Um, Fauci suggesting something similar. Um, obviously going to have massive repercussions, mate. I mean, we're obviously not scientists and, and ultimately mm. public health is going to come first. Let's not... Uh, <laughs> You know, think anything different, but uh, what's your thoughts on this? It's obviously the first time it's probably publicly been discussed. I think we've probably all thought about it at the back of our minds, but what are your thoughts on the NFL and coronavirus and, and can the two coexist, for want of a better word? Mm. It's uh, yeah, it's beginning to get a bit touch and go, isn't it? As the, the season is still quite a long way away, you know, we're looking at maybe three months away from the season starting, but if we're looking at the sort of lockdown period that we're kind of going through, it's kind of coming up to that time now and whether that can be repeated again because obviously America and ourselves obviously in the, here in the UK our response um, in terms of the damage that it's done and the deaths that have been had and, and we've seen is it's been two of the worst places to be and then that obviously can't you know it can't have a lot of uh, it's hard, hard to open that up you know to sport and things like that that seem quite trivial in the light of these terrible events that are happening obviously we've got our thoughts about to everyone who's kind of been affected by this um but it's, it, it does, that also gives me a bit of hope, the fact that it is so far away, that it's got a bit of time to react. But then on the other side of that, it's kind of, again, it's kind of seen it from both sides that it's kind of hitting home, close to home, because you're getting players now that are being diagnosed with it. And obviously if the players go uh, and keep getting diagnosed with it as these weeks tick on, then that's going to put more and more shadow over the fact that the season might come, you know, and especially with star players like Ezekiel Elliott that we saw um, in the past few days. The thing that's different about the NBA and the, and the NFL is the team sizes as well. You know, the, the NFL have to house so many more people if it's going to be this bubble. I don't see how it's going to happen. You know, the NBA um, reduced down the amount of teams that are going to be there. Obviously, there's less players in, in a team anyway. It's only 15 players and a whole squad plus obviously training staff and things like that. Whereas you've got 53 players uh, plus coaching staff. It's just going to be impossible. So I don't know how there's going to be a bubble. You just got to hope that over the next three months or so that this kind of dies down. 
and you know, measures are put in place to be able to distance um, between you know as many places as possible on the training fields and in the facilities for the teams. And hopefully, like we were just talking just before we came on about a vaccine or or something like where enough people have got it that, that it doesn't really matter anymore sort of thing. And hopefully the virus doesn't mutate. But otherwise, you know, like I said, sport's going to be on the back burner because it's it's just not as important as, as life. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. I mean, you know, just to sort of, you know, take that a stage further, John Harbour, um basically quoted this week as saying what the league have asked the teams to do is humanely impossible. Um, I mean, it's, you know, like you've just said there, but the... the the practicalities of the amount of people involved with these squads, you know, obviously, you know, you're talking about, you know, 53 men on a, you know, roster come season time, obviously training camp, mm. you, you know, you're talking 90 players on a mm. roster. Um, you know, there's obviously all the communication, people sitting up in booths. Um, you know, there's, there's so many more challenges for the NFL, like you say, to create this sort of bubble environment. Um, you know, the other thing, of course, as well, you know, they can play on the same court in Orlando or in the same complex, but, you know, there's not many football fields that are next door to each other. You know, you potentially would have having to use the same field. Would a field stand up to that many games, mm-hmm. one after another after another? You know, probably be brilliant from a TV perspective, certainly, obviously, for the States. Probably not so good for us in the UK. There could be some weird and wonderful kickoff times. <laughs> um, you know, but so many sort of things to, to consider there in terms of what might happen should the season get underway um we've probably got a little bit of something we can compare it to now mate and you know that's obviously the return of the premier league in this country obviously mm. you know our country's biggest sport um you know i you know was was pretty pretty sure that the the league would just finish when it did in march to be fair you know i'm still i'm i'm pleasantly surprised that we're here now in mid-June and talking about the return of of competitive football obviously the championship starts tomorrow as well so the top two divisions in England um, you know thankfully getting back underway but obviously lower leagues have been you know stopped Scotland has been stopped etc etc just in terms of what you've seen from the Premier League and let's put our fans head on um, you know what have you seen that you've liked what have you seen that you've really disliked I mean if the NFL season does go ahead it's almost that stage for some people that they would actually rather not see this revised product and mm. wait and wait 12 months before, you know, it can come back as, as we know and love it. But, you know, from what we've seen of the, the Premier League so far and its limited capacity, um, you know, what have you uh, been impressed with? Well, I think just drawing on the whole point that you've just made, I think like, there's a couple of key similarities and maybe a couple of key differences. To start off with the similarities between the NFL and the Premier League and maybe the, to a lesser degree the Championship and why those two leagues are going ahead and maybe like the smaller leagues throughout Europe and Scotland and the lower leagues in England, the, the similarity is money. And that would also give me kind of, not hope, I don't know if that's the right word to use because I don't want it to go ahead just because it's sport and I don't I want, obviously as a sports fan, I want it to happen. But it would give me... I'm going to use the word, I can't think of another a better word to describe, but it would give me hope that the NFL season would go ahead because there is so much money involved in it. You know, these people don't want to lose billions of dollars. The league doesn't want to have a, a gap in the year where it's going to throw up loads of legal ramifications to replace contracts and how the salary cap will work next year and all, all sorts. They just won't want to go through that. They're going to probably want to get the, the play on in some capacity um, just to have that continuity with it. There's also a bit of a difference in the fact that the Premier League and the, the football seasons in Europe were partway through. Obviously, the NFL hasn't got that problem. You know, we have obviously a lot of legal, uh, maybe talkings and potential wranglings about how the season was going to finish, and it might be like in League One and League Two about 
you know, teams that have just missed out on something unjustly in their eyes because they've been decided on points per game. So they've got they've not got that problem to face, but they do have problems equally of their own. It's kind of going to what you were saying about what I've enjoyed. I think we were talking about it just before we came on. It's obviously without fans, and that's probably going to be the case for all football in America and the UK for uh, the foreseeable future at least, uh, because it's just not safe to have thousands and thousands of people descending on one area um, using public transport and road networks, things like that, and gathering in a place. Obviously, we've seen the crowd noise we were talking about just before we came on, the difference between no crowd noise that we saw in the Bundesliga versus the crowd noise that we've seen in the Bundesliga and the Premier League. So maybe adding something like that. Obviously, Falcons fans will maybe look back on the time that they got uh, fined, um, reprimanded for pumping in crowd noise, but we might see that on a league-wide basis. Uh, but it just it does add to the atmosphere, doesn't it? I think we both agree that it definitely does add to the atmosphere and makes it seem a bit more real. I think I was saying before we came on about the Bundesliga games that I was watching, that it just felt like a training exercise. It felt like there was no energy in the stadium. It felt like there was no energy amongst the players. It must be difficult to play in front of no crowd when you're used to playing in front of tens of thousands of people each week. Um, so if we could do that, that would be good. Um, by the sounds of things in the Premier League, the, the fact that they've not had so many cases because of the testing and tracing that they've managed to do, testing the players a couple of times a week, if they can implement that in them over in America, or on a bigger scale, obviously, quite a bigger country and bigger squads as we've mentioned if they can kind of contain that in the same way that the Premier League have done because the results have been good then uh, by all means you know kind of try and implement that system so we can get some sport on and get some get some get the season uh, done um, I can't really say in terms of what I've not, not liked so far because I, I'm just like you say glad to see that the Premier League's back and obviously as a Leeds fan uh, sitting precariously at the top of the championship uh, hoping that the season will go ahead so we can Kind of claim not an empty promotion, um, I'm, although it, does, it is kind of scary to get it underway and with the prospect of us maybe throwing it away again. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of these where, yeah, you'd, you'd much rather it go ahead and ha- have its natural conclusion rather than being decided by mathematics or guesswork at the end of the day. So, yeah, just long may it continue to honestly be as long as it can be done safely. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. I think, you know, like I say, I was sort of pleasantly surprised that we were back. Um, you know, this early, um, you know, fair play to the Premier League. You know, they've obviously taken a huge amount of steps to get the games going in a safe manner. Um, you know, it was obviously very strange to watch substitutes sitting, you know, in places that spectators usually would be, mm. um, you know, fourth official with a mask on, um, you know, all sorts of, of weird and wonderful things. Obviously, Villa Park decided not to turn the goal line technology on as a Villa fan. I thought that was a marvellous decision. Um <laughs> You know, so I certainly enjoyed that element of it. Um, sorry, Sheffield United fans, we certainly got away <laughs> with one there. Um, you know, but obviously it's great that it's back. And you know, I mean, just on a social level over the last couple of days, you know, lots of, of sort of chatter between me and my friends at work, and I'm sure everybody's the same now. You know, talking about the football and you know, looking forward to the the fixtures that are to come. Um, you know, so it is great to have it back, and it's just some yeah. sort of sense of normality, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, you know, so great that it is Absolutely. there. And, Fingers crossed we can get an NFL season up and running. Um, obviously, the other big thing in the news, and again, it's something that's not going to go away anytime soon. We've talked about it over the course of the last few weeks, of course, is the sort of Black Lives Matter campaign and, and movement. Um, again, you know, you can draw some comparisons now to the Premier League. Um, you know, obviously, that league very much has, as, um, you know, embraced that movement over the, the sort of course mm. of the opening fixtures. Obviously, all the players' shirts changed. 
um, you know, obviously the gestures of the players taking a knee for the first, you know, 10 to 15 seconds after the kickoff. Certainly on the two games that kicked off Wednesday, I can't comment on, on any games that have happened since. And, you know, we're recording this on the Friday. So, you know, I don't know whether that's happening the weekend or not. Um, you know, but certainly, um, you know, the league embracing it. Obviously, we saw a shift from the NFL more towards the fact that, you know, this time around, so to speak, they are going to give it more attention. Um, obviously, Kaepernick sort of started this three or four seasons ago, essentially has been blackballed ever since. Mm. And obviously, Roger Goodell indicating that the league are going to do more for it. But as, you know, was to be expected, of course, President Trump has, has weighed in on this debate. I'm sure the NFL aren't bothered if Donald Trump watches or not. Um, but obviously, whether we like him or dislike him, and again, let's try and not make it too political. I'm sure we've all got our views on the guy. Um, mm. The reality is he does influence an awful lot of people. And whether in reality people will switch off or not, it's obviously a concern for the league that, um, you know, potentially well certainly the most powerful man in the country you know you don't want to sort of get into a war of words with him regardless of who's right or wrong you know and and obviously like I say let's take that to one side but what's your thoughts on um, Trump getting involved mate and you know obviously for the league I think you know we all want to watch it for sport we don't want to watch it for political debate so Mm. you know fingers crossed they can sort of work it out but it's not going to go away is it let's be honest it's not going to go away. I mean, it, it shouldn't go away either. Obviously, it's a massive, um, massive issue that we've that we've seen, and it's garnered a lot of attention, and it's got a lot of publicity, and, and rightly so over the you know the whole world. Really, and it's it's great to see people coming together, and obviously, it has been it's been divisive, just as most subjects seem to be nowadays. Um, but I think there's a lot of people fighting for the right reasons and and doing so. And like I, I thought, it was fantastic what the Premier League are doing. There seems to be a lot of unity in this country about the. The sort of reaction that the players have had towards this, and I think it's great to see. I think that there's, I think it should continue, um, you know, for the rest of the season, and you know, maybe more should be done more, um, more things, you know, maybe with coaching, as we've said, we've got the Rooney rule, obviously, in America, maybe something like that can be brought in. Um, but again, I kind of want to talk, don't want to talk about too much about that because, like you say, we don't want to politicize the, the program too much. But with regards to Trump, I mean, he's he's made his bed in his lane and he's continued to do so. Obviously, he was president when Kaepernick made the stand uh, in 2016. He'd just been elected not too long before that. And uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised he's continued to be divisive the whole way through his presidency. So why would he stop now? Um, hopefully, again, the NFL can have a pretty similar reaction where the whole league can get behind um, you know, the, the movement and we'll see sort of a more league-wide kneeling rather than just spits and spats of players like we saw with, you know, the likes of um, uh, Ed Reed, was it, who knelt with Kaepernick and a few yep. other players yep. uh, doing that. Hopefully we can see, like I say, a bit of a league-wide thing. I mean, obviously the whole thing about the flag, this is was kind of, I think that garnered quite a lot of attention and I think quite a lot of people got behind that as a reason not to do it in the past, whereas you've seen now likes of JJ Watt coming out and Baker Mayfield coming out recently on Twitter it's kind of biting back to people saying that. And, you know, we all know the people who have kind of read this and know the story of it. Kaepernick went to a, a Green Beret and he was suggested to him, Nate by Nate Boyer, the, the Green Beret that he spoke to, who, who suggested kneeling you know, at that time. So obviously it's not coming from a place of disrespect. It's, coming, it's two completely separate issues and it's never been anything otherwise. So to just suggest, you know, it's disrespecting the flag is either uneducated or facetious, in my opinion. And to see Donald Trump doing that isn't isn't a surprise, but like you say, maybe it's one one viewer that will take quite a lot with him, which would be a shame. But the NFL is a strong league, and it always recover. You know, it's going to grow 
across the America, across North America and in Europe now, and there's plenty of people going to watch it. So if people aren't going to watch it for that silly reason, uh, that they disagree with it or they don't support this movement, then that's their loss at the end of the day and they're uneducated and, and maybe should read up, up, up why this is being done rather than uh, make assumptions or be maybe taken with them by the media in some ways. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult to disagree with anything that you've said there, mate. I mean, you know, I'm on record, of, you know, two or three podcasts back when this first really sort of started following the, the George Floyd incident up in, in Minnesota. Um, you know, I would like there to be a way that this could be protested separate to the anthem. I, I agree with everything that you have said, and I have never once considered it to be that it's been disrespectful mm. towards the anthem. But again, rightly or wrongly, it's been made into that debate. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's find something different. Um, you know, but on the flip side of it, you know, protest is all well and good. Ultimately, there needs to be some answers, some improvements, what it, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, to obviously, you know, make the people that are protesting actually feel vindicated in what they're doing. I guess, um, I guess kind of making it the protest at a separate time would then take away this potential confusion or like I say, facetiousness about, oh, it's about this, when it's kind of not, yeah, it's no excuse. Then, if it's done at a separate time, you stand for the anthem. Then you do the protest, which is separate, completely different times and in different ways and whatnot. And if players and fans don't want to take part in the protest, then that's their that's their decision at the end of the day. That's their life, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Man. I think it has got to be individual choice, and you know, and I think that's right both ways as well. You know, I think you know. You know, everyone has to have a freedom of speech in the world mm. that we live in. You know, in the, countries, in the countries that we live in, and you know, people should be able to choose what they do. You know, whether you know, it was great to see everybody, like you say, united on the other night. But if there is, if there was one of those twenty-two players that really, really didn't want to take the knee, then he should have been allowed to not do that. However, you know, you sort of think, would he have been absolutely vilified in in today's day and age? And that's the problem. We we need to be careful um you know but you know we need to be careful and probably move this conversation mm. on mate because we're going to get very political <laughs> aren't we it is yeah it's it's a typical thing isn't it where everything's binary nowadays isn't it and especially on online and you can't be in, in the middle of either camp you have to be in one camp or the other yeah very black or white and that's not no pun intended i know tim's not here to do the puns tonight and i'm not trying to take that yeah. mantle off him with that one but if you're in if you're in kind of that gray area you kind of you vilified by both sides in a way, you know, and it's, it's difficult, but um, yeah, maybe like you say, doing a protest at a different time for those who want to, and the protest is always for those who want to, it's not, you know, I would like to see unity uh, because I believe it's a, a really good cause that you know, there is issues in, in both countries and elsewhere in the world that, that needs sorting to do with this issue. So I would like to see unity and everyone moving that way, but that's just my personal opinion. And like I say, like you're perfectly right. If other people feel different and that's their, that's their life. And if they want to disagree, that's fine. And, um, you know, like you say, everyone's got freedom of speech and they can say whatever they like to yeah. a degree. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, like you say, absolutely. I think you've got to respect other people's opinions, haven't mm. you? You know, mm. I think, you know, everyone's entitled to one and, and ultimately, you know, we're not always going to agree on everything. That's human nature, isn't it? Mm. So. Yeah, definitely. Fingers crossed we can start talking about some actual football um, and a little less about politics. And that would be very nice. <laughs> viruses and all these fun things that 2020 seem to have brought us. Um, fingers crossed the NFL can be a you know shining light uh, at the back end of the year to, hmm. to hopefully sort of recover it a little bit. It's been a bit disastrous, hasn't it, let's be honest, 2020. Um, there's not many redeeming features about it, is there, mate, so far? Let's be honest. No, I mean, it will get back to me in a couple of weeks when uh, the championship season's over. If we've joined you in the Premier League, that'll be my uh, highlight. But yeah, like you say, not, not a great deal to 
to speak I, about otherwise. I will go on record now. If you are joining us in the Premier League, I will, ta- <laughs> I will take that now, my friend. I will yeah, take phrase, that now. I did phrase that on purpose like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be a very good result. Right, mate, enough talk of politics, vaccines and all the rest of it. And you know, too much British football on here as well for one week. <laughs> um, we need to talk, start talking, of course, proper NFL content. And over the course of the next few weeks, that's exactly what we're going to do. Obviously, if there is any breaking news, we will bring it to you and any developments over the things that we've talked about. We will obviously keep you right up to date. Um, but we're going to start looking at our sort of rankings of the best players at their relevant positions within the NFL. Um, we'll obviously get you guys involved on Twitter as well with some polls once we uh, deliver all of these podcasts tell us where we've got it right or wrong um, we'll start having a look at some positional battles there's a few that certainly spring to mind um, a certain quarterback competition in Chicago is probably the one that uh, whets the appetite the most um, you know, we'll get into that in a bit of depth and also some of the other positional battles that you are likely to see uh, in terms of other stuff, full 10 yards, some really good stuff going up on the website um, during this off-season. Great piece from Sean Tyler around the British NFL players of 2020. Really, really good article, that one from Sean. Um, there's plenty of fantasy content, as you can imagine, as we're starting now to get towards redrafts. So there's lots of best balls being drafted. Dynasty, it's all go, isn't it, in the fantasy world? Um, some good podcasts as well from Dave and the guys. Um, but articles, you've got dynasty relevant players. Um, you know they're all popping up on there as well. Um, you know, so there's plenty of good stuff that's there. Um, if you'd like a bit more retro, then obviously Lawrence is your man. Um, go and check out Lawrence's preventing perfection article um, about a nearly perfect season. Clue is in the title, isn't it? Some really good stuff from the guys. Uh, you know, really good group. Really proud to be part of these group of fellas bringing you some good NFL-related content right throughout the year. So please go and check it out, full10yards.com. Obviously get in touch on Twitter at full10yards. Um, but, Lee, I think that's going to do us, mate. It's a pretty short podcast this week. But like I say, I think you know we could start talking about some of these things. But there's plenty for us to get our teeth into, mate, over the next few weeks, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. We need to, you know, with no football on, we need to spread these things out a little bit, don't we? You know, to give ourselves something to talk about each week. Stop stop giving away the secrets. Stop giving away the secrets. But no, no, absolutely right, mate. Like you say, there's plenty of weeks until football is officially back. Obviously, as we get more and more towards normality, you know, hopefully an NFL season comes more and more into focus and we start to actually get some tangible way of the way things may well be done and carried out. Um, just on a personal note, shout out to a fan of the podcast and my friend, Rachel, who, after being made redundant from 11 years in a job, managed to secure a brand new job with a nice hefty pay rise and all the relevant benefits that go with that as well. So massive well done to Rachel. Stuff, you great listening. Yeah, some, there is some good news about mate. There is some good news about. So really, really pleased for her on a personal level. Um, right, mate, let's get out of here. Uh, it's goodbye from Lee. Yeah, goodbye. Everyone, see you on the other side. And of course, it's goodbye from me. And as always, let's finish with the great words of Kevin Cadle and say, a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.